The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Welcome to Connected. This is the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts, where we talk to the community about the arts. I'm Erin Rayberg, founder and executive director of Side Street, and I'm back with our Vote Local series about the arts and politics in anticipation of our 2023 local elections for city council and mayor. I will be speaking to as many candidates as possible about their participation in and views on the arts and culture in Elgin. And today I'm joined by city councilwoman Tish Powell. Welcome, Tish. Thanks, Erin. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming me, actually. <laughs> Tish is, I was just saying, Tish is probably the person I've talked the most <laughs> with about art because Tish is also the city council person that's on the Elgin Cultural Arts Commission, of which I am the chairperson. So um, we're both pretty familiar with each other's views on the arts in Elgin. <laughs> yes, we are. And I just will make this this note that even though I am the liaison for the Cultural Arts Commission from the City Council, it does not mean by any means or any stretch of the imagination that I am artsy. I enjoy and appreciate art. I am not artsy. Uh, yes, we need people like you too, or else we are just creating in a vacuum. Uh, though I, I would, you know, we, I can fight you till the cows come home when people say they're not artsy. I can look at an outfit or a hair, or, you know, like, uh, and find, I can find the art anywhere. So <laughs> appreciate that. Tish, tell me your Elgin story. What does Elgin have to do with you? And what do you have to do with Elgin? Ooh, my Elgin story. So I fell in love with Elgin when I moved here about 20 years ago from Michigan, actually to take a job working for the city of Elgin. And since that time, you know, it's evolved into a whole lot of different things. Obviously, I'm no longer working for the city, but it was my introduction to everything Elgin. And I believe that experience helped me to understand and it really introduced me to a whole lot of people in the community and I developed really deep relationships with folks. Um, what I love about Elgin and I guess part of my Elgin story, um, obviously I've, I've been a council member for goodness, 12 years. I was elected in 2011. Um, and I will note that at the time I was elected, there were no other women on the city council uh, at that time. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, now uh, State Senator, uh, I'm sorry, State Representative Anna Moeller and I were both elected to city council during that, that election cycle in 2011. And we were the only women on city council at the time. And I will say, you know, not trying to sound sexist or anything, but women think differently and we bring different thought processes and uh, ideas to the table and that's why um, issues of diversity and equity are so important to me um, not just as a woman but as a black woman in particular 
Uh, so I was excited to be elected in 2011. I am running for my fourth term on the city council. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm really proud of what we've accomplished uh, during my tenure on city council. And, and I really want to continue the progress we've made and really just go further uh, because I'm, I love the art scene, what we've created here. Uh, but I think, you know, we can even be bolder and even more exciting and, and, and move us forward because I really am interested in making Elgin, um, you know, a destination for arts and entertainment in the suburbs. That's what I've always said. I've said it uh, a number of times and um, just really want to move policies and, and initiatives forward that get us closer to achieving that goal. Tish, I didn't realize your first gig to get you here was with the city. What was that? What role were you when you came came in at first? I was hired to be a manager in the public works department. So I was in charge of the city's environmental program. So trash, recycling, household hazardous waste. Um, I, I sold our first backyard compost bins and, and our first uh, rain barrels and I just really appreciate the fact that uh, my managers at the time um, were very supportive of my probably seemed to seemed to them very odd things that I wanted to do in the realm of sustainability. So that's kind of one of my other things that I've always been interested in as well. So you're even more familiar than I knew with the behind the scenes of politics and running a government. Um, than than so many of us the the hurdles and the bureaucracy and the good and the bad that goes with that lots of bureaucracy yes <laughs> um so you're running for the what'd you say fourth or fifth my fourth term Ooh, i am running. one of the more senior council members now no comment no comment <laughs> um, <laughs> um why, why again? I mean, it is an ordeal. Running for office is a big uh, pause your life while having to continue your life, get out in the cold. You know, why now? Why you? Why again? I think there's more work to be done, to be quite honest. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm proud of what we've accomplished. I've, you know, since I've been on the council, um, I love Elgin. I think it is a neat place. I want to continue to make sure that Elgin remains a great place to live, work, play, do business, and raise a family, and to be a destination. So that is one of the main reasons I'm running. Um, I think that we are good, but we are on the cusp of being great. And I, I think that's the best way to really surmise where I think Elgin is and where, where I think we should be heading. And I, I just wanna be a, a part of that next leap to greatness. And I firmly believe uh, the cultural arts um, and, and our special events are a key part of us getting to that next level. Um, so we mentioned that you are the liaison for the Cultural Arts Commission and have been that for a while now. I can't even remember <laughs> when it when it wasn't you and me in that room I don't even know <laughs> when that started it's been a while it's been a while um 
Beyond that, what other activities have you participated in in the arts and culture in Elgin? What have you been to? What have you seen? Um, what has your have your experiences been like? Wow. So because I'm the liaison to the Cultural Arts Commission, I I really want to make sure that I am supporting the arts in Elgin as much as I can and going to the many things that we are sponsoring and co-sponsoring as a commission. So um, I was definitely heavily involved with our Juneteenth uh, event uh, festival that we brought back to Elgin last year that went really well. Um, we have had Kwanzaa events in the past. Um, oh, goodness. Nightmare on Chicago Street, by far one of my- I know my, you love Nightmare oh, on Chicago you, People just do not understand how much I love Nightmare on Chicago Street. And every, I don't think I've missed one. I don't think I've missed a Nightmare on Chicago Street. It is just such an amazing people watching event. And it is such um, a great boom for our downtown community and our businesses there. Uh, that part that choose to participate. So I'm a huge fan of Nightmare on Chicago Street. And as you know, fought very hard to make sure that Nightmare on Chicago Street actually happened in 2022. Um, I enjoy going Dutch and, oh goodness, what? I'm having a brain fart. I just what did I see last week? Winter Fringe. Ago? You went to Winter, Winter Fringe. Fringe. Fringe Fest. We're coming up on what? 10 years of Ten Fringe? 10 years in September. That's, that is amazing. But Fringe Fest, what happens, happens. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. So um, Fringe Fest, um, just the, the gamut, Shakespeare in the Park, all the different things that, you know, come out of the Cultural Arts Commission. Um, I definitely enjoy all of that. You, you know, you mentioned Fringe, but also with things like Nightmare and Juneteenth, I think that's really bridging that idea when you say you want Elgin to be a destination for the arts and culture. Those are those are events that people come from outside of Elgin to Elgin to enjoy. And I don't know if a commit for everyone else. I don't know if a commission meeting happens where Tish doesn't ask, do we know who came from outside of Elgin <laughs> to Elgin for whatever the thing is we're talking about? It is very clearly, you know, bringing those outsides in and then spreading, spreading the Elgin back out is super important. So when you're saying becoming a destination for arts and culture, is it whether those... it's an event that, that we're doing? Yeah, whether it's an event that we're doing or folks that are coming in like as individual artists and we're giving them individual artist grants, I ask that question of them too. So yeah, definitely appreciate you bringing that up because I, I think it is important to know what is it that we're doing that's drawing other people, which a lot of this does draw other people from outside of our community and how, how many people? You know, and obviously there's an economic impact of those folks being in our community. They're buying gas, they're buying food. Um, hey, maybe some of them are just so, you know, taken with Elgin that they decide to live here or move here. So I'm, I'm always interested in, in hearing how many people um, are coming here and uh, that tourism factor is important. And it is kind of this endless 
it's an endless education process and and almost i dare i say fight to convince people of the economic impact of the arts or like side streets a nonprofit arts organization right things like that to try and continue to you know ring that bell of arts events cultural events are economic drivers and have an impact on our community yeah and it's a probably perfect segue to talk about the survey that I believe is still taking place right now and where we're trying to gather that information from folks that are attending uh, cultural arts events in our community um, to help measure that that impact and help measure um, uh, tourism impact. All of that stuff is, is kind of part of that survey. So. Yeah, it is. A, it's it's a real thing, and and I think it could really be even a greater thing for Elgin um, if we, you know, be bold. In order to continue to be bold or even be bolder, do you think there should be any difference or increase in in what the city's role and responsibilities are in? supporting these events and independent artists and and that sort of thing. We know that right now the commission gives grants. Um, we know that the city partners with organizations to help support, you know, different efforts here and there. If we talk about something like the Elgin History Museum, right, there's city support there. Um, what are you seeing being city support now? And, and if we want to be bolder, what should that look like? Good question. Um, you mentioned our organizational grants that we give each year. We have individual artist grants that are, um, I call those very flexible grants up to $1,000 for individual artists to kind of come in do a pitch and, and uh, go forth and, and do some really unique uh, visual and performing arts in our community. Um, I think we, for me, and for the community, uh, the new, newly recognized focus on uh, cultural arts and uh, special events in Elgin and the importance of it um, was the creation of a new position uh, within the city. Uh, Amanda Harris, who's been very active in this space for a long time um, on this, for the city of Elgin, um, she has a new title of Director of Cultural Arts and Special Events. So just even having a person with that title at the director level, I think is a recognition of the importance of cultural arts and uh, special events in our community. And, and she has um, a small staff that assists with that because obviously all the stuff that we do as a city really can't be done just with one person. Um, the investment that we're making into the Hemmons and upgrading the Hemmons as one of our primary event venues here in Elgin, uh, probably in excess of 10 or $12 million in upgrades are going into the Hemmons over the next year or so. We still maintain um, Elgin Art Showcase and have had the uh, distinct advantage of, of working with so many um, other local venues and restaurants to host uh, cultural arts events, Side Street Studios being one. And obviously, you know, Winter Fringe was held at Elgin Public House. So all of those partnerships are so key. Um, but in terms of 
what can we do differently? Um, so I think that was the question. I want to make sure I actually answer the question. Um, our role and responsibilities. I'm, I am excited, and this is something I, I'll take a little credit for because it's something I did talk to Amanda about and it ended up in our budget this year, is providing some seed money for um, local uh, organizations to host special events in Elgin. Um, a lot of times, you know, when I've talked to people in the past, they're like, yeah, we, we'd be interested in doing something, but we really don't have the money to pay for all of the city services because you, you know, have to have police and public works and, you know, we have to buy staging or rent staging, you know, equipment and all of that stuff. It could be literally thousands and thousands of dollars. So there's a new grant program that was launched or is in the process of being launched this year that will uh, provide uh, event organizers up to, I believe, $15,000 that can help cover the city-related cost of services, as well as maybe some other outside costs, such as, you know, to help them with stage rental and things of that sort. This kind of gets us a little bit back closer to what we used to do prior to, I would say, 2008, before we, you know, kind of changed our model about how we um, co-sponsor uh, special events in the city. Uh, with the recession, we, we we cut out a whole lot of that. And I hear people all the time, including myself, saying, you know, man, I really wish we can go back to having Fiesta Salsa and the Puerto Rican Festival and all of those different festivals that we used to have that were really put on by local nonprofit organizations like the Puerto Rican Heritage um, Organization and the city would co, you know, co-sponsor uh, with these organizations to help put on these events. So I, I think it's a recognition that cost is an issue, but also we, we, we recognize that there's also a void sometimes in the technical expertise of how do we you know, pull off these, these events, because I think people have great ideas, they just need some help getting them executed and off the ground. So hopefully this, this new grant program will help with that. And we can also provide technical expertise and assistance to folks as well. And to be clear, this new program it's not about the Cultural Arts Commission. It's not about these organizational grants or individual grants. This is a separate program. And do we know, I know it was still being worked out last time I heard about it. Do we know if it has to be a formalized group or organization or if individuals can, can come in and work this out? Um, do we know if that part is worked out about this program yet? That is still being worked out, I believe that it should be coming up on a future agenda probably sometime this month. And we'll be looking at what those parameters will be. But I think the goal was to make it as open as possible to make it more accessible for as many people as we possibly could. And when do we think we'll be able to roll this one out? The goal is to roll this out this year. So. Um, from speaking with Amanda Harris, um, as I mentioned, who's our uh, director of cultural arts and special events for the city, 
Uh, I think the goal is to get those applications out uh, probably sometime in March. So we would probably need to get that. That's probably going to be approved on our, our city council agendas um, in the very near future um, so that people can start applying for events that they want to do this summer and fall. And this can be for um, anyone from external producers. So, hi, I'm so-and-so from wherever, and I want to make a music festival in Festival Park, right, and get that city support. Um, or it can be for even, smart, like you mentioned, um, the uh, what, the salsa, right? That's what I want to come yes, back to. Yes, the salsa. Yes, the salsa, right, would be what, right. And so something that has even happened before and we kind of know how to make it work and can improve and grow it and that sort of thing, that can come for this too. Absolutely. It, that is my understanding. Talking to people in the community, there are a lot of really great ideas out there and a lot of energy. And I, I hope that folks take advantage of this opportunity to, uh, leverage this help to, you know, help get their, their ideas off the ground and, um, make them a reality in terms of, uh, special events. And I think it's going to be, a, especially important for cultural events. You know, as you know, we have a very diverse community and that's probably one of the areas that we've probably been lacking on in terms of our cultural events. Um, so I really want to see more of those happen. And I'm hoping that this grant will encourage that. I want to go back to, you mentioned the Hemmons improvements and ex expansion and, and those sorts of things, right? When we're talking about those outside dollars coming into town, we know that Hemmons is a huge driver of that. And I don't know that a lot of people know everything that goes on at the Hemmons because Hemmons isn't necessarily a producing entity right now. When I was growing up, you, you know, you could go kind of see outside acts, which you can once in a while still. Um, but the Hemmons is bumping and, the, and there's people there <laughs> and there's people renting it and there's people eating out. Right. And so part of this um, reinvestment in the Hemmons is to find that balance between just being a rental facility and being able to use it as a cultural institution as well. Am I, am I correct in that? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're in a really interesting place with the Hemmons based on the number of seats. And I forgot, it's like, I want to say 3000 ish seats at the Hemmons. Um, so we're not a teeny tiny facility and we're not a big facility. We're more like a mama bear like a mama bear facility. We're like kind of like right in the middle, which makes it hard sometimes to be able to attract some of the larger uh, talents, um, I'll say, or larger acts, bigger acts, because they were, you know, a lot of them, hey, you have to have a facility that has at least 5,000 seats or 10,000 seats. And obviously the number of seats dictates and drives the price on, you know, in terms of ticket price. So if, if you get someone that's going to be pretty pricey and you only have 3000 seats, you know, how many people want to pay two or $300 a seat for, you know, whatever show that is. So that's, that's a challenge, but I think the improvements that we're making just, you know, the, the dressing rooms, the, uh, the ticket office, putting restrooms on the first floor, all of the things that we're doing um, to improve the Hemmons will help us uh, 
be able to move forward in, in providing a better balance on how that facility is being used. Because it, it really is a gem to the community. It's it's home to the um, Elgin Symphony Orchestra, which obviously does, you know, a lot of their, uh, their performances there and is a big draw and a big asset to our community. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing how, how the improvements that we're making at the Hemans will expand our opportunities to draw different things there. Hammonds is growing, right? We mentioned Nightmare. We mentioned some um, events that have happened in the past that you'd like to see come back. Um, what else would you like to see Elgin doing creatively or culturally, um, you know, beyond our, our public artwork, our performance uh, festivals and that sort of thing? Is there anything else you want to steal from another community or add to our repertoire? Well, I don't like stealing things from other communities. <laughs> I I like yeah, still the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Elgin is different and a little quirky, a little weird, and we lean into that and embrace it. Because I'm not trying to be St. Charles. I'm not trying to be Geneva or Batavia. You know, those are all great communities, and they all offer something different but i think our niche in elgin has to be different and i think that's what is going to set us apart from everybody else so if that means being a little weird like nightmare on chicago street or fringe i'm all for it because if we're trying to do what everyone else does that's one that's pretty boring uh two you're already competing against someone else who has been doing it a whole lot longer than you have. So for me, I always look at what, what isn't happening that is kind of cool that might draw people here and, and also will draw our own folks that live here uh, to, to an event. Um, I also look at what are people currently going all the way to Chicago for that we could recreate here in Elgin. Because people don't always want to travel that far. And if, we, if we're truly the city in the suburbs, like I know we are, we're the sixth largest you know, city in the state of Illinois, I, I really think we have to start thinking and acting more like an urban center because that's what, that's what we are. Tish, you mentioned sustainability. What are some other things that are really important to you that you're talking about and thinking about while campaigning and, and moving forward this year? Ooh, so there's a lot um, that's on my mind. Um, sustainability is obviously one of them. A lot of conversations around uh, lead service lines um, and the mandates that have recently came out uh, about that. But we were we've been very proactive in in that work. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, our continued efforts around community policing and um, ensuring that. You know, we're providing policing in, a, in our community in a way that's um, equitable and fair for all of our residents. That's something that's uh, been very important to me. And I recently served as the one of the council liaisons to the community policing task force that made several recommendations on how we can improve policing in our community. Um, I think we do a great job 
and we're a very progressive police department. Um, some of the state laws that were recently passed around policing, uh, we were already doing in Elgin. So I think that speaks to the work um, that, that we've done here. And I just wanna see us kind of take community policing full circle where our community actually has more, um, more input and more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just our community has more of a say in how they are being policed in our community. I think that's the part that's missing with community, our, our community policing. Our police department has always done a great job going out into the community, but I think the the rest of that, you know, completing the cycle is just having the community have more input and say on how they are being policed. Um, other issues that are important to me, obviously we're a big community, we're growing. Our economic development piece is, is always looming, very important. Uh, the new work that's uh, the North Grove redevelopment over by the library, better use of our riverfront. Um, strange little fact about me, I've always lived in river towns. <laughs> Can't swim worth the darn, but I've always <laughs> lived in, I've always been I've always lived in a river town. I was born and raised in a river town. I went to college in a river town. And goodness, the, the town I lived in before was a river town. So there's something about the water uh -huh. that attracts me. And I I think it's an asset here in Elgin that we don't take as much of advantage of. You know, so I'm hoping that that um, we can change that, especially with this new um, uh, riverfront, uh, the, the the development project that's going on along North Grove. Um, just making sure that we we're continue to be an affordable and livable uh, and safe community for folks. I think that's big. And even though I'm a parent, I'm you know have the perspective as a parent, as a mom, as a working mom, I always tell people that, you know, when we do things in Elgin and you, you, you know exactly probably where I'm going with this, when we talk about events um, for, at the Cultural Arts Commission and even on the dais at, at, at uh, city council meetings, not everything we do has to be family friendly because not everyone has kids. So we need to do our community in terms of special events and cultural arts that some should be family friendly absolutely they should there should be things that people can bring their families to there should be things that should be that are directed towards kids there should be things that our seniors feel comfortable coming to or maybe are specifically for seniors there should be things that young um, people that don't have kids that it attracts them. So, you know, there are so many people in our community, different ages and, and backgrounds. Um, I was looking at the spread of our demographics in terms of age just this morning, and we are pretty equally split. Like there's about 14%, 13, 14% of our population that are uh, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Wow. It's very... It's very evenly mm. spaced. So 
people at different points in their lives have different needs and wants and expectations. And I think we're a big enough community that we should be able to provide a little, little something for everybody. And I think one of the things that I want to focus on this next year, and if I'm, um, well, if I'm reelected, what I, one of the things I would like to really focus on is what are we missing or who are we missing? Who are we not reaching? And I think I, I mentioned earlier, I don't think we're getting enough of the cultural side. We have a large Laotian population here in Elgin. I'd like to see more events um, tailored to and maybe even produced by our Laotian community, um, more from um, our Latino um, population, our African-American population. All of those things are really a big in terms of, you know, food and dance and um, cultural um, significance and things that, you know, will draw people and will be of interest to folks so that's really a couple of the things that i'm i'm really interested in oh and i'll also add because i was was just looking at my notes making sure we have a a good balance of visual and performing art because i know sometimes that gets a little unbalanced but um, i want to make sure that we have a, a a pretty good balance of visual versus performing arts in our community um, but I, I, I think we're, I think we're on the cusp. It's just time for us to, to do maybe uh, some tweaks to encourage folks to, um, be able to do some of the things that they would really like to do here in our community. That interesting, that, sorry. Yeah, that I was just going to say, and the grants, I, I think will help, will help with that that interesting demographic information you bring up reminds me of your comment about representation and the council, you know, from the beginning with you and animal or being uh, the only women on there, how has our council representation evolved in the time you've been on? And um, why is that important as we're, as we're hopefully more of us are thinking about heading to the polls and thinking about who represents us. What does representation mean on that city council? What are we looking for? Great question. Um, I think representation is everything. And while I may not always agree with some of my fellow council members, when I look up and down the dais, I see people that bring so many different things to the table. I see people that bring a military background to the table. I see people that uh, their career has been in public service. I see people that their career has been as an entrepreneur um, or, um, or folks that have, you know, great business experience. Some are parents, some are not parents, um, different ages. You know, I think we're to the point on council where we've got a pretty interesting span of age groups that are represented, uh, not to mention the fact that we have more diversity in terms of there are three women that are currently serving on city council and three uh, people of color. So I think it's it's very important that we have different voices at the table because that's where you get different 
ideas and different perspectives. And it's just so important to make sure that as we talk about how great having a diverse community is in Elgin, um, it's only great if if you're listening to that those diverse voices and looking at things from an equity lens and making sure that those um, those communities are being well served. So I I think uh, leadership matters um, and representation matters and hopefully you can get someone that is a good leader and provides you with you know represent you know great representation on the council too because I think it's it is important and I've I've seen that firsthand when we talk about issues because people speak to things from their particular lived experience and perspective. Tish, if people want to know more about you or your campaign, where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Powell for Elgin. And they can also go to my webpage, which is also um, www.powellforelgin.com. And that four is F-O-R, not the number four. <laughs> um, so I've, I've got presence a little bit all over the place. And uh, folks can email me, uh, powellforelgin at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty accessible. And I'm sure you're with me when we want to encourage people to make their voting plan. This is an important local election. Early oh voting God. starts, um, I think, March 10th in Cook County and March 20th in Kane. And the big day is Tuesday, April 4th. But make your plan to vote. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll just add to that, that unfortunately, there are less than probably 15% of eligible voters that vote in our local elections. Our local elections are so important. We've got obviously not just city council elections taking place right now. We've got school board, library board, um, school board, library board, city council. I'm probably missing one, but these are all of the folks that really indeed touch your day-to-day life every single day. The decisions that these folks make really do affect things that you do in our community Uh, so much more. I think, than at the state and local level. Not saying that those aren't important. They're all important. It's just so fewer people uh, take advantage of coming out and, and having their voices heard. So there are four council seats that people can vote for up to four um, city council members. There's a mayor's race this year that's taking place. And I believe there are four um, school board seats that are up right now. And I'm not sure I think it's probably three or four seats for um, library board and Elgin Community College Board of Trustees. That's the one I was missing. So really want to encourage people to get out and vote. Tish, thank and you so much for, for joining us. <laughs> Sorry, and, I don't want to step on that. She me. said, and vote for me. <laughs> and vote for me. You know, I. <laughs> you're supposed to ask people to vote for me. And yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you for being here, Tish. Thank you for sharing your time and your thoughts. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all the work that you and Side Street Studios do in our community. You guys have been a breath of fresh air for Elgin and for downtown and for the arts community. I don't know where we'd be without you guys being here. So really appreciate that, Erin. You're making me blush. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Get that voting local plan ready to go. Be sure to follow our podcast so you can listen to all these interviews to make informed decisions. And of course, follow Side Street on all the places and do all the things with us, too. Tish, have a wonderful day, everyone. See you later. Thanks, Erin. Take care, everyone. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.